and welcome everybody to another show of Two Smoking Guns. Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, we have got more to get through today than an SAS trainee. As <laughs> <laughs> we're going to never get our way through this obstacle course of mirth and madness. Hello to you, Rutsy. Hello to you, Scotty. I've got a story on the SAS. Oh, minute. have you? But anyway, that's for later. I'll tell you what, if you got the call up for that show, do you reckon you'd go? <laughs> oh, I wanna, that's what I want to talk about. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Because oh, I'm not what? sure what I would. But I'll anyway. What, mate, it's, uh, it looks... Because there's a guy on it, did you know? Did you Did you read? Through the week, I know we're diving straight in, but <laughs> that's right. There was a. Don't, I, I don't know if I like that sort of show. Um, my my wife doesn't like it at all. Right. So um, I'm not, I'm not sure because I'm not sure what the point is of said show. Well, that's a that's actually a very good point because what what is the what point is of the, the show? Point? Are they trying to break people or are they trying to take someone well, off the streets literally and like, turn them into an apart from soldier? being what. What reality shows are about—it's about minor celebrities, you yep. know, trying to get their fifteen seconds of fame, which yep. seems to be what all all those shows are about. Sure, um, it seems to be having just watched the shorts, shorts, <laughs> the adverts for it. <laughs> yes, that it's about people exercising their demons, and I would have thought yeah. there's better ways of going about that, like go and see a hypnotherapist, <laughs> go and see a psychologist, not suspend yourself <laughs> off the bottom of a bridge. <laughs> Or a helicopter at 10,000 feet with 10, no parachute. Feet. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm all for whatever floats your boat, whatever floats your pie, whatever, yeah. you know. But that's ridiculous. Um, but I did notice no, with you. that there was a Jeff, Jeff Kenny, who's the daughter yes. of yep. Um, yep. Bozo Kenny and the other Lisa. <laughs> Lisa Curry. Grant. Grant yeah. and Lisa. Lisa Curry. He's a fussy eater. Well, that's probably... Well... And he goes, so doesn't like the snails. He goes, <laughs> he wasn't the physical endurance, sleep deprivation, interrogation, or psychological testing that broke Jet Kenny on SAS Australia. It was the dinner and breakfast options. <laughs> <laughs> what, baked beans? <laughs> so, I'm going on a show that's about SAS and bridges. The last thing you should be worried about about whether you're getting extras on the side for breakfast or dinner. Because you would have thought the best you were going to get was seaweed. Well, I would have thought cans of World War II supply beef jerky and spam would be probably the yeah. entire bloody menu. Served cold. <laughs> so he's complaining yeah. he lost weight while filming. Well, oh, duh. Well, yeah. He said, I could have, couldn't stomach the food options, right? Um, and despite, this is a great, this is the best bit of this whole story. Right. Despite being the son of one of the original Uncle Toby's girls, because remember oh, they yes, were yes. The, uh, the, the, iron the, the iron women and yep. men were sponsored by Uncle Toby's. Yes, they were. Um, he, the oats served up was the meal the model was most offended by. Oh, so he's out. fussy about his oats. Really? Yes. He would have had a few spare. He, he would have, have had, had a few oats over have, the would have journey. had a few oats in the cupboard under the sponsorship, I would have thought. He said, um, I do eat a lot of food at the best of times. Oh, clearly. Um, but I was eating egg whites for breakfast and oats, and I would have to try not to vomit every mouthful I put in. Well, egg whites and Oats aren't a good combination. You, no, you, you've got to but you can have, separate you, them. You've got to you've got to put water with them. You've got to bring them up, and then yeah. you have them with maybe a bit of I don't know. I'll put some sultanas <laughs> in mine. Maybe a bit of banana, a bit of cinnamon on top, or just milk and sugar. It's it's not hard, Jet. You can make them taste good. Oh. He's, he's so ravenous was Kenny by the end of the program. The the twenty seven year old even succumbed to eating his first banana. He's the bloke doesn't eat banana. bananas. Yeah, that's what I don't know anybody, apart from this bloke, that doesn't eat bananas. That's why he's on the show. How can you be allergic <laughs> to bananas? That's why he's on the show. <laughs> so he's, he's psychologically he's scared different. by bananas. <laughs> he's different, mate. <laughs> he would have hated that um, bananas in pyjamas show as a child. <laughs> he would have been terrified. Do you think he watches Master, MasterChef? Maybe that's, maybe that's why he's on the show. Because <laughs> he had nightmares watching B1 and B2 run around in their pyjamas. That's a very funny story oh. in, a, in itself. Now, so, um, so, so sorry to interrupt. No, go, no, you go right in. But I tell you what, I think it's only fitting yeah. that we probably uh, really opened the show yeah. uh, with the footy. Oh yeah, um, big. Oh, you go. got a little something back there. You're just gonna roll I'll up the roll sleeves. 
Yeah, <laughs> they did well, pretty well the well, days. Well, I'll tell they? you what, it was uh, it was a game until half time. Um, but in fact, I tipped the D's to win the first quarter. I tipped the dogs to be in front at halftime. Oh, did I you? certainly didn't tip the end result, but I did tip the uh, Norm Smith medalist. Yeah, he was uh, good. He, mate, 40 possessions. But yeah. I mean, Bailey. We got docked one. Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> we got docked one. Oh. He's a little dirty. Right. Oh, is he? Because he got 40, which is the record. Yes. Beating Simon Black from the Brisbane Bears. Correct. But he got docked one because one of his touches was deemed to be ineffective or he didn't handball the ball properly. Really? So he got docked. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's a bit nitpicky, isn't it? It's a bit nitpicky. Um, Bailey Fritz was six. Magnificent. Hey, he's um, pretty good. Jimmy Stein. He had a day out, didn't he? Um, Jack Viney. Yeah. But, they, mate, they were magnanimous and uh, and good on them. And, I, and you know what? I, I think, you know, we're sitting there. It's in Perth, but we're watching two Melbourne teams. Um, and I think we would have been happy if either of them had won. But my my litmus test told me that there seemed to be more... Uh, people who didn't barrack for either team that would uh, wanted Melbourne to win. I think the neutrals wanted Melbourne the neutrals win because, because it's a better story, right? Uh, and of course, they've done secured or a disservice. And they've got a rock star in Max Gorn. Yeah, they've got a rock star. Eh? Yeah, he's and, a good story you, in and of himself. The only thing I'm dirty on them is mm. that they've now actually passed a record to us that we haven't. Oh, no. that, <laughs> that, that we inadvertently have earned. We are now the 50. custodians of the uh, uh, unenviable task. Of having to win one now. Because uh, it's now 55 That's years 55. since we won one. It's 55. Uh, and, and since, well, it's on us. No, it's out, on. We're the next story then. Not since we've won one, since we've won one. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're the story now. Yeah. So the romance, we take over the so romance will, cup. Will we Will we win it in two years' time when it's 57? Yeah, well, when, same as the demons. I don't know that we're that. Because there's a fair close. chasm between us and the next one on the list, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's still a bit of a gap in talent. Oh, but yeah. we're on the right path. Um, do you think we're going to get the You other? know what we have to do first, though? We have to play finals, because apparently you can't win it if you don't finish inside the eight. Oh, that's a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured that out. Um, and uh, anyway, there's all sorts of trade rumours flying around. We might good get, on the Ds. might get the second King Boy. But no, let's go back to the Ds. Absolutely good, good on, on the them. Uh, lovely for, um, for Neil Danaher. Uh, well, and, and lots of good family. stories. I've got yep. lots of friends who are not travelling terribly well, and they're D supporters, and they were great. They were crying on Saturday night. Gave them seen a lot of pictures. Gave them a lot of uh, uplift, and and that's yep. great. That's that's what that's what it means to people. Yep. And it's it's quite powerful, mind you. I've never seen so many fences painted in red and blue yeah, well. around the local neighbourhood in all my born days. Yeah, there's right? a few. I'm not sure how many landlords have given there's permission. A, there's a few around my a few around my way, and uh, well, my mate's the same. So uh, yeah, who's, no, that's uh, right. He's doing he's it, tough, doing it tough, and uh, he's he he's happy. a demon supporter. So he was over the moon, and that certainly gave him a, a bit of a lift too. So well, that's um, what it's all about. Footy is good uh, on him. Footy is great. And you like know that. what? And hats off to the AFL for navigating their way through it too. Because you know they were they were you know oh, stop mate. and start and up and go and, and on every and off state and government's got a different rule yep, and hundred percent and they're quarantining left right and centre and yep all of that you know they you know I imagine trying to organise I don't know there's seven hundred and something AFL players on playing or on a list or something and they're all typically young men yep um, they do stupid things imagine just hurting those cats yeah, to yeah. stop them from doing something yep. stupid so that they the season could go ahead. like allegedly might have happened. Yes. Uh, with a couple of uh, players in a different code. I know, I know. There's a few that yeah. have just finished their yeah. uh, their preliminary final who are um, yeah. who have clearly at Nadia's house. Yeah, well, they're, they're clearly <laughs> suffering from chafing because they've got the talcum powder the talcum out, powder <laughs> out really. to make sure they don't chafe. Well, you have to put it on after your shower. Well, that's right. So, um, and I'm sure that's what I'm quite sure that's what they were doing. Quite sure what they're hey, doing. Um, but um, I do, do you reckon Gil McLaughlin will probably take a a time to reflect and open a bottle of Grange Hermitage? <laughs> One. One. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll tell you what, I've got a little uh, I've got a little tip and it, it, it came across my desk a little while ago. Right. That he may have been sounded out to head up the Olympics that are gonna happen in that Maurice Vegas. 
Oh, really? And he would be very good He'd for be that, good at that. Um, so, you know, there's already wow. some whispers around how much longer will he go. Well, and he's, then, been, he's been in charge for a while. So what, the Olympics are what, 11 years away, I think? Bruce Vegas yeah, Olympics. Bruce Vegas, 2032. Was the it? winner not Sydney? It wasn't it was Sydney. Bruce Vegas. It was Viva Bruce Vegas. Bruce Vegas. So, um, yeah, well, that's probably right. So, so he might just do another year. We were one out, then, weren't we? So the yeah, that's right. Japanese was supposed to be last year. Yep. It was this year. It's, 20, so it's, it's 2032, 2032 up there. And I reckon... Uh, oh, that'll be fun. He could do another year. We might get, get it up all, there. Get it all back on. Oh, yeah, we could right. do an OB. We'd do an OB. Imagine we could be on the commentary panel. 180. <laughs> that's about where they'd put us. Yeah. Well, what's the sport would you like to cover oh, at the Olympics? That's Scotty. a very good question. I mean, outside of... Um, I'd like to do the weightlifting like Daryl oh, Eastlake like used to do. What a huge lift! So we're here at the 75k women's weightlifting, and this is I've I've put it off, putting putting the bar up, and oh look out, something's popped out of her costume. <laughs> He was a genius. Oh, it's not a house key. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, the men's 100 and the women's 100 are all being Yeah, they're exciting. already covered I don't by think I'd, I don't think I'd like to do the marathon. It just takes too long. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do? Oh, he's made a move. He's made a move. <laughs> oh, I think he's blown a, I think he's blown a shoe. He's gone from 45th to 44th. Now, 44. that's his sixth bottle of water. Surely he's <laughs> going to need to stop somewhere. <laughs> so... They actually don't stop, though, do they? They just they keep, keep running, running and, mate. And I remember famously Robert Di Costello in the Commonwealth Games in, I'm going to say, Brisbane or Sydney, one of those. Yep. He, um, he he started the day with white shorts, but right. didn't finish the day with oh. white shorts. Oh, if really? You get my drift. Oh, he fell in the mud. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So or you don't st- st- you don't stop, mate. Or something scared him. You don't say to the organisers, listen, I've just got to go. Do you mind just putting a bit of stop on the clock? Don't, don't they have a car that comes up next to them like they do with the cycling boys? Yeah, they do cycling boys. <laughs> They've got a little loo out the back. Oh, little, they can, uh, little they can funnel. not lose their spot. They can just sit in the car for a bit. Oh. Um, no, I was a bit How like, did we descend so quickly well, into toilet Well, here, I suppose it's a bit like all of those uh, bloke, you know, the F1 drivers and the V8 drivers, I suppose. If, oh, they've got special suits. If you've got to go, you got to go. It's like a wet. <laughs> Suit. Hey, um, aptly, 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 I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to flag that uh, next week. I'm going to come back to you. This mm. whole submarine thing yes. is getting very, very interesting. They're getting testy, aren't well, they? Well, it's the get, not only getting testy with the French, but it's actually about what's going on with the whole concept of what they're trying to achieve. So I'm going to for, for listeners that didn't tune in last week, we discovered that. Romania, yes, they do have a submarine. Yes, they do. Just the one, and it's not on display. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not in a museum, um, and it's actually been active. Yeah. I actually, I went and checked it out. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to leave you. I'm just going to give you this little teaser um, ahead of coming back next week. Right. Where I'm going to c- come back and talk to you in detail. I mean, effectively, they're saying. By the time we get these damn things, submarines are not going to be required. <laughs> That'd be right. So we're only going to spend a hundred billion. But so it says. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I came across this marvelous little piece. Marvelous. Um, Earth's slowest build. Why does it take twenty years to build a submarine? Yeah. Our now defunct contract with the French um, quoted a twenty-year delivery period. And does our new contract with the US, uh, uh, sorry, as does our new contract with the US and the UK. In World War II, the Americans were turning out a submarine almost weekly. Yeah, so, why, <laughs> so why can't we do it first? And today the Chinese boast about launching one every three months. So why are we missing a socket wrench or so, something? <laughs> What's... Oh. We forgot to put it, we forgot to put in the missile tube. Um, so I can only assume they were pretty primitive back then. If you could actually punch one out well, within no, a week, no, look, no right. doubt it'll it won't be the metal. No, it'll the, be all the it'll tech, be all the tech, tech stuff, right? the tech. Yeah, correct. So the Chinese you get Elon boat, Musk on it; he'll have one out in, in a matter of a, a year. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it'll actually fly. It'll go to space. <laughs> go to space that one. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a land earth, um, you know, sky one. one of those, remember those cars where you go up to north of, of, of uh, Queensland and they've got those amphibious vehicles. And <laughs> yes, you go on a bit right. of a road trip and then they cross the river. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever they call it. Amphibious it's called, vehicles. It's called the um, 
The duck. The duck. The duck. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is the uh, nice. They need to get the hold of those guys and use their technology. <laughs> oh, they worked it out long ago. They worked it Even out. the jetpack man up there that's got oh, the, yeah, the water jetpack. He's got to figure it out. I've never seen anybody do that well, I've got to tell you. One day someone's just going to tangle up those power They should, they should whack that on SAS and see how they go. Oh, yeah. So the last piece of this is, so how on earth does it take 20 years to make a little black boat that sinks all the time? Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it did, right? So, I'm, but I'm going to come back to you because there's a very big article, and I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't negotiate with my printer to uh, come to the party. The today. blokes, the blokes and girls and guys on MasterChef could yes. make a profiterole. Oh yeah, no doubt. In you know, yeah, a couple of hours. Yeah, easy, no stress. Right, so yep. it takes so long to build a submarine. Just hollow, hollow it out, put people in it. <laughs> just make, just make big profiteroles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I am going to come back to you because I was reading it and almost falling out of my chair about, you know, by the time we get them, they're not going to be required. We're going to have to lease a couple. Because um, they said the problem or with them is... Hire purchase. Put they, a couple on afterpay. <laughs> they said the problem with them is the whole thing, the whole thing about them is their stealth. But once you locate them, they're screwed. Because <laughs> they just get blown up. <laughs> so... Anyway, so they're saying that uh, submarines might not be the way of the future, but um, anyway, we've just invested $100 billion and um, managed to uh, upset the fringe. In, in potentially... <laughs> really, well, so, so there's a couple of good things have come oh, out of it then. Oh, <laughs> dear. Can we take a break? We've upset the, upset the fringe. Oh, God. Great thing to do. Come on. Oh, sacre bleu. <laughs> Back in a minute. Yes. Yes. You are with the two smoking guns. Sacre so, bleu. Uh, um, yes. So uh, maybe you can do an OB from France. One day and just go and take their temperature. Oh yes. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of angry French people. Um, yeah, but no, they're they're pretty cranky over there. Now over to you, old son. What well, have you got? I've for got me? I've got some. I've got international politics. This is from uh, Kim's sister. Ah, oh. you know, our mate. Oh, our yeah, mate what? Kim Jong Un. Oh, I thought you meant Kim Kardashian over in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time we did a an article <laughs> on the Kardashians? This is a Kardashian-free zone and will remain so for eternity. Wash your mouth out, sir. <laughs> oh, I resign. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is our favourite, Kim. Oh, we love Not Kim. Not Kath and Kim. No, we're the Rocket Man. Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man. So his sister. Oh, Did you she? know he had a sister? Uh that's still alive. Yeah, no, uh, she, she well. Her she name, and... yeah, her name is yeah. Kim. Oh, oh, Yong Jong. Oh, Kim Yong Jong. Kim, Kim Yo Jong. Kim Yo Jong. Right. And she apparently is quite uh, influential is in she? the Jong Un regime. Uh-huh. So, what's her strength? I don't know what her strength would be. She's his sister and clips him over the head every time he does something bad, probably. Clearly cuts Probably stole his toys as a young girl or something. Or clearly cuts his hair. Cuts his hair. (laughs) With a bowl. Gets the bowl, cuts his hair. He's dropped, he's dropped a bit of weight. The kid. He has actually. So she might be yeah. his personal yeah. trainer. He's obviously well. on some <laughs> amazing diet. He's on his mum's diet pills, like right. like Warnie was. Yeah, right. So she um she's well she's welcome welcome to proposal to right. call an end to the Korean War between North and South, wow. saying saying the following. She said, "It's an interesting and admirable idea," but warned. It would be meaningless unless the United States and South Korea abandoned what she called double-dealing standards, prejudice, and hostile policies. So she's having an each-way bet, right? I would suggest. So um, she's um, she's saying those those things, um, but um, she's she's thirty-four, right? Yeah. Yep. And she's her older brother's uh, closest aides, and often serves as a spokeswoman right. on relations with South Korea. So right. she's obviously um, a diplomat because last year she described activists in South Korea as mongrel dogs and human scum. Oh, but now she wants so to... quite the diplomat. Now she wants to shake their hand. <laughs> she wants to <laughs> investigate whether it's the right time and conditions are ripe for di- discussing the issue. Smiling a forced smile. Yes. You never see their teeth. Anyway, um, reading the declaration of the termination of the war and having photos taken could help somebody... But I think that they would hold no water and would exchange, would change nothing given the existing hostility. She said so. She's a she's an interesting cat. I've never seen her. No, I've never seen her. 
So it would be interesting to see whether she's got the same haircut as her brother. Can you step me through? And if she did, it's probably a reason we haven't seen her. I reckon she might have glammed up. You reckon she's glammed up? Yeah, I reckon she's in a bit of uh, Gucci. Gucci? (laughs) (laughs) Yves Saint Laurent? She'd be in a a different shade of black than her brother. She'd have $10,000 shoes. She'd have a lot of shoes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, make up a bit just pure gold on the fingernails. Hey, now just just stop for a second if you you can, please, to assist me. In, In sort of 20 words or less... What's the beef between North and South Korea? They don't like each other. So One's a socialist country. Yeah, no. And, and the, the other is quite a dem- and, democratic and quite progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Samsung. So is it know? just Kip. that? Is it just that? Well, I think one was a protectorate of, of Russia and the other wasn't. And they, that was what the war was about. Right. So I should, I'm, I not should, a, I'm not a historian. I should brush up on that. You I'd like to Google know the that. genesis. Yes. Of the, um, the north of the uh, south, of the north Korean of the south. peninsula, yeah. well, and well, you know, and Trumpy was the only one that actually managed to get him to step over the border and go into the south because it was a war that's been going for some years. Yeah, it's been is it back to the seventies or sixties or something. Back, yeah. yeah, a long time ago. Um, well, uh, talking about things that are a bit um, uh, grumpy and confrontational. Yes, um, the uh, Julian Assange. Oh, Julian! Um, I haven't heard his name yeah, for a long I time. I don't even know where he is now. But What's I mean, he up to? He, his case uh, went on. Has, had been going for a very long time. I don't know. I don't even know where he is now. He was in right? the Bolivian embassy for a while. No, in he was in, wasn't he in the British embassy. No, the, Bolivian the, oh, embassy Bolivian. in London. Yeah. That's right, in London. Yeah. Correct. Um, but this has just emerged, um, and I'm uh, reading a, a said article or taking extracts from said articles. So yes. I'm not making this up. I'm just reporting uh, what I've read. A report claims. Uh, the CIA raised the prospect of killing or capturing oh. Julian Assange while he evaded charges hiding in Ecuador's embassy. Ecuador, yep. sorry. Ecuador's Bolivia embassy. are the people that provide the talcum yep. powder. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, in Ecuador's embassy in London because they feared the Australian was plotting an escape of his own. Right. What you reckon? Tun- tunnel? The bloke knew if he put one foot outside that door, <laughs> he was a goner. Yeah. Anyway, the report published by Yahoo uh, News uh, relied on interviews with 30 former US officials and said eight detailed the plot to assassinate Assange. Mm. Former President Trump called the report totally false. Of course. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Um, and said he never considered assassinating Assange. The publication claimed officials picked up what the former Trump administration viewed as highly credible intelligence, suggesting the Russians were preparing to sneak Assange out themselves, right. possibly in a laundry basket, yeah, of course, <laughs> and whisk him to Moscow. Whisk him to Moscow? Yeah. What are they re- going to do with him in Moscow? Oh, Using his trade bait? Oh, oh, I don't know. Around, Put him at centre-half uh, forward? Uh, oh. <laughs> For Sparta, Moscow? Get him to pilot a, a, a submarine. Um, around this time, Ecuadorian uh, officials were proposing providing Assange with a diplomatic passport that would have enabled him to serve in their mission, uh, to enabled him to serve in their mission in Russia. Ah. CIA officials game-planned how they could foil any Russian escape. One method involved a potential gunfight with Kremlin operatives in London. Wow. If that played out. Gunfight at hey? the OK Corral oh, that's, that's, or gunfight in Carnby Street. The, that's the big OK Corral. Um, another was a, uh, crashing a car into Assange's getaway vehicle oh. or shooting the tyres of his plane. Oh, yeah. This is, this this is James Bond stuff, stuff this right? Is, this, this is Mission this, Impossible. This is juicy. The report said the British authorities agreed their authorities would do the shooting. Oh, good. <laughs> so I've had a handshake. You can shoot. You, get, you, you have first crack. You're not gonna have, we're not going to find any air fingerprints on those guns. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had all sorts of reasons to believe he was contemplating getting the hell out of there. <laughs> the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> a, a former senior administration official is quoted as saying, it was going to be like a prison break movie. Jail The plans were never approved. The report said the pursuit of Assange was driven by former CIA director Mike Pompeo yes. when he was installed as Mr. Trump's Secretary of State. Wow. So there you go. The plot Modern day Julian. Either, you know, get the car or shoot the shoot the tires of the plane. Surely. In this day and age, we've seen enough action movies to know that they would have to break in through the roof 
avoid all those red laser beams by walking through them, you know, <laughs> like the Matrix. Um, cutting off someone's finger so they can access the secret vault in which he's kept. You know, no, I it's got to be more elaborate no, I, I than that, does I think what it might be is that there'd be this big drone yeah. that comes along, right? And then the ladder drops down <laughs> from the drone. Yeah. And people think it's a spaceship, so it yeah. looks like a UFO because they'll dress it up to and look he'll, like he'll that. And he'll be like E.T. They'll put him, they'll put in, him into in a, like a spacesuit and think that he's an alien. <laughs> and then he'll just climb up the ladder. And then they'll go, where's Julian? Where's Julian go? <laughs> where's Julian go? So I just think Where does he live now? I just think that's fantastic. And it's only a shame... Um, for the purpose of entertainment only, yes. that it didn't happen. No, because otherwise it's good that enough. would have made a good movie. It would have well. <laughs> Where uh, where's he living now? Do we know? Um, yeah, is he Hawaii. Still? Hawaii. Is he, is, <laughs> I don't know. Is, is he, I, any he's, sightings? He's been taken in by someone again. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. Because I, I believe the Ecuadorians have now given him the Tijuana. Oh, so he doesn't live there anymore. No, he's, I, I think they because they said he was too dirty, he didn't wash the dishes, right. and he wanted to play soccer inside <laughs> or something. They got sick of him. Uh, but he well, was I've there for a, a long time. I've got a nice segue. Yeah. yeah. What's that? I've got a song called I Don't Live Here Anymore. Oh, <laughs> that's just gold. Because yes. it's the new single oh. off the new album yes. from my favourite band, yes. The War on Drugs. Oh. I've played these guys for you before. Yes. I first did. came across them nine years ago right? when I was in Austin for the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Texas? In Texas. Remember yeah. when there were music festivals? Vaguely. Yes. <laughs> Distant memory. Yeah. Yeah. They're all live streamed now. <laughs> I was, I'd say, watching it with uh, a guy I didn't know. I was yeah. there with a couple of mates, but I was watching it with a guy I didn't know. It's a very. I've told you this funny story before. Yeah. And we're walking away, and he said, yeah, they're good, aren't they? I said, oh, mate, the great band. We're chatting, chatting about Adam Grindesil, who's the lead singer, and our great guitar player. Yep. So we wandered downstairs to go to what what yeah, we we had a we had a pass so we could walk out and get a, a, a shuttle right. drive you to the other end of the park at Zilka Park in Austin. Right. So, you know, we were doing it pretty well. Yep. So I'm I'm walking with this guy. He's put quite a tall guy with a hoodie on. Yeah. And all these women start running towards us. Oh. And they ran straight past me. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to put your cologne on, didn't you? <laughs> and they're gathering around him. Oh. And I asked one of these sprinting women. Yes. I said, um, Who's that? And she said to me, that's Ryan Gosling. Oh. To which I replied, who's Ryan Gosling? Oh, yeah, well, back then, probably who. <laughs> and she looked Ryan, at me. Ryan? <laughs> who the heck is Ryan? <laughs> she looked at me, this woman, like I had two heads. <laughs> and so I told, um, later on that night, I was with some people, and yeah. I told them the story, and then they looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> she seemed like a nice bloke. So what year was this? Nine years ago, Scotty. Oh, yeah, nine years. Sorry, you said nine. Um, he would have only probably just been sort well, of. Well, I looked breaking. up his work when I got home, and yeah. he was in, in quite a couple of good oh, films. He's, he's been in some great And he's films. a pretty handsome rooster. Yeah, he goes all right. Yep. So, anyway, um, that was the band, The War on Drugs. I was introduced to them then. I've seen them subsequently, or oh, at least eight times live. <laughs> nice. And have this, they toured here? They have toured many times. Oh, good. And I sent a, I actually sent the, this new song to a friend of ours, Ross. Yes. And he sent me a text back. I think I told you through the week. He said, um, Dennis Cometti's their biggest fan. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Get out of town. So this is for myself and for Dennis. And for Dennis. So I, I hope you like it because I think it's a wonderful song. I'll tell you what, it'll be sentimental perfect. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> Thank you. 
someone had to give I don't live here anymore I went along in with When I think about the old days, babe You're always on my mind I know it ain't like I remember I guess my memories run wild Like when we went to see Bob Dylan We danced to Desolation Road But I don't live here anymore But I got no place to go Heavy rotation <laughs> oh, in my it? household. That one that's so that goes out to uh, uh, Ryan Gosling and Dennis Committee. Dennis Committee. Imagine those two together. Yes, that'd be good in a movie. Yes, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. And it reminds me. Did you see this little article no, on uh, the nudist wine pickers? No, didn't cross your desk this week. No. Well, it had two things. Not on it, two smoking had, guns. It hasn't had. had, had, <laughs> had two things in it that caught my attention: wine and nudity. <laughs> Two things that uh, also are on high rotation in my can, household. Can you, t- <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me what the connection well, is? Well, the connection is the unforeseen consequence of global warming emerged <laughs> this week when the grape harvest began in Portugal. Yes. Temperatures are high in the Alenteo region. Right. Grape pickers at the Hernande Canal Caviera Wineyard Vineyard turned up wearing nothing but sun hats and shoes with the country's <laughs> naturist federation cheering on their cheek. So they were picking hang grapes on. in the nude. So hang on. Climate change uh, has suggested that the temperature uh, might have gone up one degree. Yeah, well, they, So they've gone from being... The crazy Portuguese, <laughs> mate. They've gone... It's gone up one degree. I'm nuding up. <laughs> Is that what that's That's a done? special kind of vintage oh, that year. I tell you what... It gives a whole new meaning to naked wines. <laughs> hey? 
Very good. Boom. <laughs> Boom. We'll be back in a second. Naked wines indeed. Very good, mate. <laughs> hey, um, you're back with the two smoking guns. Yep. Um, well, they, I don't think they've gone uh, anywhere. No, they probably haven't. <laughs> but, um, Hopefully not. I just ducked out to get my sandals and sun hat. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if the last little piece hasn't kept them interested, I don't know what will. <laughs> so you can pick grapes in the nude. But I can't go to my local bottle shop and pick up a bottle of wine in the nude. I'd be arrested. Yeah, no, that's right. Or laughed at. Probably laughed at that arrested. <laughs> anyway. Now, hey, can I talk to you about, because uh, this really caught my attention, because I thought it was quite fascinating, because um, it's something that seems to have uh, evolved over time, mm-hmm. um, a little bit like DNA, because there's a whole lot of DNA cases, a whole lot of cases now, where the technology around DNA has actually seen innocent people um, be released oh, from like the incarceration, oh, yes, and, and right? they've solved some cold, so, cold you know, cases and then, too, haven't and they? And then, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then found that old mate that's doing time for crime A, B, and C was also responsible for DNA. Yeah. Mm. Right, so they're yep. going to slap you with another forty. Um, so I just want to run you through this former homicide detective Ron Idles. I love him. Yeah, you Ron watch Idles. his show. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, that's on yeah. high rotation yeah, yeah, in yeah. our household. No, that goes well. With uh, wine, but we don't get nude when yeah. it runs on. <laughs> but he's a ripper. Uh, yeah, no, he's good. So he's revealed why Victoria Police used hypnosis on witnesses as part of their investigation into a brutal murder in really? 1980. Hypnotherapy. Yeah. Sit back and relax. Wow. Mother of two, Maria James, 38, was stabbed 68 times Oof. behind her Thornbury bookshop. Jesus. And the coroner's court is now taking a fresh look at the murder. Mm-hmm. The case was Mr. Idle's first as a homicide detective, one of only a few he hasn't solved against his 99% conviction rate. He's got, that? That's good. That's a good run rate. I mean, that's... Uh, that's Bradman-esque. That, that, that puts Poirot <laughs> in poor light. <laughs> Inspector Clouseau was nowhere near that. Uh, no. Um, and there's the Pink Panther. <laughs> Mr. Riddles told an inquest on Monday that hypnosis was in its infancy in the 1980s. Would have been. Uh, when police used... They would have just had the uh, pendulum yeah, that's on, right. on the yeah. coin. You're feeling You're sleepy. You're feeling very sleepy. <laughs> yeah, and they probably just fell asleep. <laughs> so, um, so he told it was in its infancy in the 80s when police used it on John James. Maria James's ex-husband found her body. Ah. Mr. James is not a suspect in the case. Right. He was hypnotised at the Royal Melbourne Hospital to try and draw out his memory of what he overheard. Ah. So he overheard something and then forgot what it was. Right. Mr. Riddle said hypnosis was used as an investigation tool for a brief period by the Victoria Police. We used it maybe four or five times and, uh, and it dropped off. Really? I'm not sure whether it's been used since, he said. If the witness can't recall something outside of the hypnosis, you could never get it as evidence. So I'm not sure what weight was put on it. The right. inquest continues. Wow. <laughs> so how about well, that? That makes sense to use every available tool at your disposal oh, in an I mean, investigation. I'd be getting the water finder out. <laughs> he's a very <laughs> thorough man. Um, I know the show yep. that's that he's been showing on one of the networks has been heavily edited. You know, because yep. it's a, a lot. A lot of it's about old cases or cold cases or how he's gone about solving them. Yep. But he's got a really dogged style about him. Yeah, you know? he ever. just doesn't abs- yep. doesn't give up. They need to put him on that case where the uh, that fellow and his lady friend uh, disappeared and their tent got caught on fire oh, and the, the drone went with, missing with and, the button man because they've never been found. You got to find the button man. So uh, yeah, the button man's out there. Oh, he's out there. I'm mate. not camping down there. No, I'm never camping I, I, again. Yeah, I'm happy to go camping. I'll just, I, just not in that the button, region. The button man's welcome to Gippsland, is all I'm saying. <laughs> sure. So if he's down there, yeah. uh, he could just have it. <laughs> well, I don't need they're to not going to find the button man. Well, people say they've seen the button man, and the button man's approached them. But um, anyway, he's uh, he's he's Rambo. He's camouflage. <laughs> they won't find him. <laughs> now I'm getting ready to travel again. Uh oh. Yep. Where are you going? Well, um. I've booked and uh, cancelled that many uh, trips, as you know. Yeah, well, you're meant to go on a cruise. Well, I guess. And then I was, I, I, I was supposed to be in Canada. I was supposed to be in um, Palm Cove as we speak. Oh. So that got kiboshed. Oh, no good. So I've booked some um, stuff for February. Right. So we're heading up to the uh, Hunter Valley oh, and no. parts thereof. I and then next year the we're going to uh, go overseas. Yes. So um, this... This caught my eye through the week because in a three-seat 
arrangement on a lot of planes. Yes. There's an age-old debate about which armrests each passenger is entitled to. Ah. Do you remember this? So yeah. you've got a window, a middle, and an aisle seat. That's correct. So which armrests are people... So you're uh, actually talking about the middle two armrests. The middle though. two armrests. So are they right? shared so property? Are they shared <laughs> property? So... Um, What's the etiquette? So the etiquette. Flight attendant Boris Millen... <laughs> Good on you, Boris. ...who was talking on the Confessions on the Fly podcast... Um, about who is entitled to use the middle armrest. This is a little tip when you're travelling. Right. Because you'll be travelling soon. Yeah. You, might, you might be <sighs> up to Sydney or Adelaide or something like that. Yeah, we're going to Adelaide soon. Boris explained, they did a lot of research for some reason in the UK about this. The middle seat, when you sit in the middle seat, you get to have both armrests. Both armrests? Both armrests. So the people on the outside can only have one. They only get one. So they get the aisle or the window one. Correct. So he said the middle guy's in, entitled to both, but if you've ever been on a plane, there's an elbow jostle well, yeah, that goes on. Yeah, because I interminably. I, no, I, I, I don't like that. No, you, you, no. you're a fifty-fifty man. No, no, I, I t- no, I'm a sharing, or, caring man. Seventy-five. So I 25. think the etiquette should be: Does your elbow go in front of the person oh, yes. or the back elbow? That's right. But I think you should be able to share it. Yeah, well, there's there's enough room on the but now with, armrest to share. Now with COVID, you might want to cut your arms off and put them, put them in your wow. suitcase. <laughs> so there you go. Right. I so just you, thought I'd cl- clarify that. Up. And what is there an etiquette? I'll be full of travel tips uh, ne- next year when we're allowed to do it. I'll tell you one that's more contentious. Right. Laying the seat back. What's uh, the etiquette around that? The etiquette on that is if it's a, a flight of less than two hours, don't. <laughs> They should announce that then, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't recline your seat as we're only flying for two hours. <laughs> you go to Sydney on an hour flight. Yeah, when you're allowed to do that. Yeah, if you're on the six a.m. kite, you, you just get your your Neil Perry yogurt with berries and your orange <laughs> juice and your cup of tea, and the bloke in front of you wax his seat back and you wear it all over your pants. You know what my theory is now? There'll be no more in-flight dining. Well, there's certainly no, no smorgasbord. Well, because it'll be contactless. It'll, it will be. Too. You'll just have a bag of nuts that will be left in the pouch in front of you. That's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. It's going to be it, glam- glamorous flying, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the world of glamour that we're do we actually, coming back to. Do we actually have a pilot? We'll be sitting in a sweaty plane wearing masks, <laughs> going, oh, gee, I love travel. Oh, could oh, you imagine? So we go, we go, we go, we go, we go and fly over to Europe. You have to wear a mask the whole way? Do you? Probably. I'll tell you what. Imagine if you lived in Singapore and you had to wear a mask outside. I mean, it's bad enough wearing one here. I know. Imagine being in Dubai or India or Pakistan during summer and having to wear a mask. I haven't thought this through, have I? No, I don't think you have. I've gone and booked a lot of flights. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been... You better hope a lot. Maybe the middle armrest is the least of my problems. <laughs> you, you better hope a lot of double dosing happens soon, yeah. mate. I'll tell you. Now I've got my badge. Very I'm double, yeah, double dutch. I'm double. I'm double. Now, even um, my twenty-year-old daughter's doubled now. Yeah, yep. same, 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 same. Good, good, good. So, um, I, I, I don't know whether you've got anything, I but I, I've got. My, this is the favourite way that I've heard of recent times that someone's um, resigned. Oh, good. from their job. This is a woman in America, because it always happens. <laughs> Only in America, mate. Only in she America. quit her job at the supermarket over these internal tannoy. What? You know the internal speakers. Oh yeah. Remember the remember the term oh, yeah. tannoy? I'll check. You know what? I'll. Uh, <laughs> check. I'll four. Yeah, that's it. Cocoa pops. <laughs> Are they unspecial? So this uh, after five years, she did her resignation rant um, oh. to all of the people in the supermarket. Ah, um, over the PA. She decided she was so fed up that she had nothing to lose by quitting on her terms. Ah. Attention, Walmart shoppers and associates. <laughs> My name is Beth in Electronics. <laughs> Beth in Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years, and I can say that everyone who works here is overworked and underpaid. <laughs> the store's management does not care about the employees, and especially the elderly employees. Oh, she's gone out swinging. <laughs> 
She claimed that if employees complained, they were told they were replaceable. I'm sick of the bulltish, <laughs> she added. She then went on to accuse the store manager of sexual harassment oh. <laughs> and said others in management were rude. <laughs> I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us, she jibed, and then she <laughs> slammed it down and walked out. That, hey? that's, a, that's, a bit, uh, that's a bit like falling down. So she <laughs> has done the literal throw toys out of cot, oh. had a crack, accused them of everything. <laughs> She hasn't missed them. Sexual harassment. Ageist, sexist, harassment. <laughs> bullying. <laughs> bullying. And, uh, well, Overworked, underpaid. <laughs> so, fair, fair to say, um, oh. old Beth had a bit of tish on her liver that day. Is she um, not happy, She's Jan? She's now in the unemployment queue, <laughs> yeah, I think. That's right. What was your last job, Beth? Yeah. <laughs> um, I left under unforeseen circumstances. Uh, yes. yes, we didn't see eye to eye. We didn't eye. see eye to eye on many things. Hey, um... Uh, Mate, I don't trust you. Right. Well, you've said that many times. <laughs> no, that's actually just this headline. This is really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know whether you've experienced, uh, you get people from overseas um, and they use the word mate. And it doesn't... We're in what? Because I thought well, that was an Australian. Well, it is. Uh, so, so they're trying to sort of assimilate fracker. and you know use our language oh, in order to in a friendly so way. So they read the guidebook. On so the you know you get someone and, and they use the word mate. Well, there's conjecture around this. Yeah, it says speaking good Aussie. Yeah, makes you more likely to be considered a trustworthy in this country. Ah. But don't bother, don't bother using the word mate. Right. The University of Western Australia had people rate the trustworthiness of six speeches recorded in English by three male speakers. Right. In Australia. Yeah. Yeah. They differed in accent, Australian, British and Swedish, Mm. but speaking speaking English. Yeah. And in the inclusion of the word mate, Australian listeners regard speakers with their own accent as having higher trustworthiness. Using mate did not improve ratings. Right. Mate. Mate. Because so, you, know, you know it can be uh, used in many varying, varying tones, mate. Well, it's, it's how you say so it. Thanks, mate. You know, that's nice. If I said to you, mate. Mate. That's a bit, that's know, a bit cool, yeah, careful, yeah, yeah, just mate. Careful. Um, or if you said, thanks, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Yep. It could be sarcastic. Yeah, it's a bit like when people use "champ." Yeah, champ. Champ. I, I don't cons- like that word. Champ's actually. considered a, a derogatory. Yeah, I reckon it is sarcastic. Yeah, I reckon sort of it is. Thing. I, I thanks, champ. Yeah, I'm I better than you. I, I don't like that. Champ. Uh, champ. I don't mind bud and you know, mate. And, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I had someone who used to use the word champ, champ, and it always came across in a very yeah, derogatory sense. Right. But I use mate um, a lot. It Thanks, mate. It doesn't help it when you use it in the cab when they're driving, Thanks, let me champ. assure you. Yeah. yeah. How are you, champ? Yeah. <laughs> so, but if I said, mate, yes. You know, it's with excitement. Well, I go and get my done... coffee in the morning from the young boys there, yeah. and I say, Thanks, boys. Thanks, mate. Yeah, exactly. I used to actually use their names. Which I think it's far more polite, and typically, often you will use the word "mate" as a well, as a replacement, as a substitute for your memory loss <laughs> when you meet someone that you haven't seen for some time. Well, I've got a lot of mates. Go, on, mate. <laughs> a lot of mates. <laughs> hey, I tell you, uh, just on that, um, I use and and I, I probably got this from my father. Yeah, my father used to call me Lovey. Lovey. Right? He'd just go, hi, Lovey. How are you? you know, just oh, I thought that sort was... Sort of rolled off the tongue. I thought that was more of a... Gilligan's uh, Island? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's Mrs. Lovey. Howell. Mrs. Howell. Lovey. Mrs. Anyway, so I often do use the word love. Yeah. I go to the supermarket and there'd be Thanks, a lovely love. lady serving. I just, I just say... But I'll tell you what I've noticed. Yeah. I, I, I've sort of noticed... There used to be a reaction to it, but as I've got a bit older yeah. and a bit more grey... Yeah. Um, it seems to be quite acceptable coming it's, from it's, an older gent. It's, it's more age appropriate. Well, it's more age appropriate. Yes. yes. So, so um, they think you're Dave. I, they think you're Dave but Sullivan. But I am very conscious of whether they find that offensive. But it just rolls. Uh, it just comes out. I, well, as long as it's authentic. It's uh, mate. It's always authentic. Yes. And in fact, I make a practice that if I can actually see the person serving me, regardless of what they're doing, yeah. uh, if I can see their name tag, I'll call them by their name. Yeah, I like name I, tags. I, I like name tags. And if I can see the name tag and I think I can pronounce it properly, yeah. thanks, Joan. Thanks, yeah. Louise. Thanks, Peter. Good on you, Tom. 
Thanks, yeah. mate. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. There we oh, go. I forgot Tom's name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't use the term lovey. No, not lovey. I, I, just, use uh, the, I just use love. I don't know what I'd use. Um, well, so if you... Okay, so here's one for you. Right. If you can't see their name tag and you have you have a female um, serving you in whatever yeah. capacity, do you just, I'd probably you just, just say, say thank you? Thanks, sweet cheeks. <laughs> Or something like that. Thanks, Sheila. Oh, yeah, I mean, that'd be Thanks, Dal. Dal. Yeah, no, see, I can't do Dal's not. Dal doesn't work. I mean, yeah, it's a very funny one, and I'm very conscious of it. You can't say things like, thanks, sweetheart, because that's not a No, 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 you can't say that. But, I mean, but What's the female version of mate? Matey? Matey. No, but, well, it's interesting, because I've got a work colleague, a female work colleague, and we call each, call other, each mate. other mate. Yeah, 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 I've done that. Hi, mate. How you going? Yeah, I do that. You but know. if if you can say it to the guy in the coffee shop, so thanks, mate. That, that's male to male. What do you what do you do, male to female? Well, I just say so thank you. I just, think. I think just or thank just you because otherwise you were no, tripping into the no, minefield of political go, correctness. Thanks, love, and yeah. just super quick. You know, no eye contact, no creepy yeah. shit. Yeah, stuff. No, I mean, it's interesting. Beep, beep. <laughs> we can do a whole session on that. Strong language warning just missed. Um, yeah, we can so. invite uh, Ted Bullpit and uh, Basil Faulty oh, and others yeah. in for that political what, correct debate. Alvin Purple. Alvin <laughs> <laughs> Purple. I tell you what, I did watch the other day. Yeah, we had um, we had cause. Yeah, won't explain the circumstance of the cause. I watched some old episodes of Fast Forward. Oh, from back in the day. I, I wouldn't survive Because I was trying to find a clip of the Dodgy Brothers. Oh, yeah, right. Remember the Dodgy yeah, Brothers? Yeah, absolutely. I'm one. He's yeah. Arthur. Yeah, We're yeah. the Dodgy Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? It. Yeah. No, Hysterical like fun. Yep. And it led me on to um, the the one from uh, where Mark Downey does the SBS Girl. Yes. Love it. Tonight on the movies. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, on the she, was, she was brilliant at we it. We have a Siberian, you know, yep. whatever. Yep. And uh, Victor, you're a very unattractive. <laughs> very unattractive <laughs> Victor. <laughs> yeah, so some of that old comedy, although we did say when we were watching it, laughing out loud, yep. they could not put that on the air No, today. that's the thing. I mean, it's really interesting, it? Isn't was it was highly, highly inappropriate. Yeah. Hey, just quickly. Tot- totes inappropriate. Totes inappropriate. Just quickly, um, I've, I'm watching the newsreader. You're good, hey? It's a beauty. You like it? Yeah. Set back in the 80s? Yeah, and, and I've got one for you, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, well. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, no, I've got Catch a, it. And... Yeah, no, I've got another one I've dug out, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I'll uh, share liking, that with you. I'm liking it. Good. So uh, is Tom Crawls again? Yeah, Tom's against what? us. <laughs> so the two smoking guns, we've uh, we've had a blast today, uh, again as usual. So um, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back. I hope so. Hey, next yeah. week? You we'll reckon? do it again? We'll do it again. Have another crack? Have another crack. Why don't we? We're an essential service. Have a good week, mate. <laughs> See you, mate. See ya.